السلام علیکم و رحمت الله بسم الله الرحمن الرحیم الحمد لله رب العالمین و صلی الله علی سیدنا و نبینا عبدالقاسم المصطفی محمد و علی آله الطیبین الطاهرین رسیما بقیت الله فی العرضین اجل الله تعالی فرجه الشریف و جعلنا من اعواه و انصاره Alhamdulillah, we are able to have once again our reflections on Surah Taha. Uh, before starting, I can uh, see that Alhamdulillah Hussein has confirmed the quality. Okay, so inshallah, we should have no problem. Uh, before anything, I want to congratulate you for the very happy occasion of the birth anniversary of the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and Imam Sadiq which will be here on Sunday and perhaps most of the world will be Sunday uh, so we are in a very happy occasion and I hope that inshallah this would be a source of blessing for us because the Prophet Muhammad was always a source of blessing and remembering him and asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because of him to give us our hajat for our individuals, for our families, for our community, for our humanity would be inshallah accepted. This is also the week of unity so we hope that inshallah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would give us understanding and determination to work towards unity of all Muslims and then all believers in God and then all humanity we should be united around the truth and around the values and virtues that all hint and indicate Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who is the truth and who is the perfect and ultimate good Okay, if you remember, we reached this verse 57 of Surah Taha. أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم قال أجئتنا لتخرجنا من عرضنا بسحرك يا موسى After the conversation that took place between Pharaoh and Musa about who is the Lord of Moses and Harun and the answer which was given and then again the question of Pharaoh when he asked what is going to happen to the previous generations then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said وَلَقَدْ أَرَيْنَاهُ آيَاتِنَا كُلَّهَا فَكَذَّبَ وَعَبَى we showed him all our signs, but he rejected and refused to believe. So unfortunately, he didn't benefit from this opportunity. Now from this verse 57, we see the plan which is being made by Pharaoh against this message. And new messengers of God. He said, O Musa, you know, it's uh, somehow uh, perhaps obvious that he was always trying to ignore Harun 
and only talking to Musa alayhi salam. قال أجئتنا لتخرجنا من أرضنا بسحرك يا موسى. Have you come to us? Jeta is used in Arabic for one person. Have you come to us? لتخرجنا so that you send us out of our land with your magic Ya Musa or Moses so you see now he's making a charge against Moses he didn't say have you come to bring the message from our Lord to us? Have you come to guide us? Have you come to save people, to save Bani Israel, to teach us you know, how to be a better human beings? No. He used uh, politics. And this is what you know normally uh, is used by the people who have power against anyone who wants to reform, anyone who asks for freedom, anyone who asks for improvement of the situation, anyone who criticizes the problems you know that happen in the in a state or you know by agents of a government uh, they try to somehow uh, overcome this challenge which is made by such people by saying that these are people who threaten our security these are the people who are not loyal to our national interest these are the people who want to damage our country or these are agents of the foreigners that want to take our land these are spies for example or these are the people who have interest in power so you know many things like this can be said of course it's true that sometimes this can be the case but even bad people use these excuses in order to first ignore and second to oppose any call for reform for improvement so they don't accept that they have problems they don't accept that they need to improve or reform they just want to silence and sometimes to get rid of the opposition by saying that they are threats for our national security so Pharaoh who was a clever person Pharaoh was not a fool or you know stupid person was very clever but unfortunately not that clever to understand that he cannot be successful without Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala you know, he was clever to some extent in worldly affairs he was clever in politics he was clever but because he didn't obey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so he did very, you know, 
funny mistakes. I'm saying funny because something that even a child should understand, but he didn't understand. And it's amazing that when you are very intelligent, your IQ is very high, but when you ignore a very important fundamental truth, and that is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then for sure you cannot make proper decisions. How can you even dare of thinking, opposing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and standing against His plan? It shows that you are not that clever, you are not that intelligent. The most intelligent people are those who work for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Those who act according to the instructions given by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Those who respect and love the messengers of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But Fir'aun unfortunately was not taking this point. But in day-to-day -day life, in worldly affairs, he was clever. So, he used this excuse against Musa and Harun. Have you come to send us out of our land? Meaning that you want to take over our land. This is an additional charge. So the first charge is that you want to take our land. The second charge is that you are not doing this through a democratic process through a rational process. You are using magic. This is not fair. So for all who wanted to say that you are not doing you know clean politics. You are doing dirty politics. You are using magic. No politician should use magic because magic is not rational. Magic is not something that can be tested and examined by rational people. Yes, magic is true. According to Quran, we understand that magic is a reality. Of course, not what everyone claims to be a magic is true. But, in principle, magic is possible and we have this in Surah Baqarah about uh, Harut and Marut and how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent them to the people and they used to warn people that uh, this is a test they wanted to teach them how to counter and oppose magic but unfortunately they some people used to learn from them magic and then use dirty magic and for example Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says sometimes they were dividing between husbands and wives by using magic. So magic is a reality and unfortunately some people use it and sometimes we need to learn magic as ulama say you know there must be some people among ulama for example who know magic so that they can defeat bad magic. Okay, but Islamically it is not right to use magic. It's just okay to use uh, 
these techniques to defeat the magic and magicians. So Fir'aun is saying to Musa السلام, that your intention is bad, your aim is bad, and that is to take our land. The means that also you are using is bad because this is magic. And then he says, Ya Musa. He calls him by name. Perhaps it means that I know you. You are not unknown to me. He also says, Aj'tana litukhrijana min ardina. Three times he uses the term we. Have you come to us in order to send us out of our land? So three times he is, says us. So he wants to say that I represent the people of this land. You are a threat to us. You have come to us. So perhaps when he was saying this, this was in front of also some people. From his own, you know, people. And this is quite natural because Pharaoh normally don't doesn't meet people alone. He would have his security people, his you know advisors, his ministers with him. So he is now setting up his agenda, and that is to introduce Musa salam to people as a threat. And also to say that he is a magician. Then he said, okay, now what we want to do is we want to have a competition. You are using magic, we are also going to use magic. But, you know, look how, you know, carefully he is planning he said, We will bring also a magic like your magic. So what does it mean? It means that you have forced us to use magic. I am not a person who uses magic. I don't like magic. You know, he is putting all the blame on Musa. He claims that Musa is a magician and he is clean. But he said, now that you have used magic, we are also going to bring magic. But, you have started this, not me. Second, you are doing magic, I am not doing magic, I am going to bring magicians. It means that I have no you know, history of doing magic, I have no relation with magic, I never do magic. Even if I am forced to use magic, I bring magicians. This is not something that me, I'm doing. You see how much he wants to put himself away from this. So he's putting all the blame on Musa We will certainly, without any doubt, bring magic Mithli, like your magic. So we have no worry about this game that you started. 
فَجْعَنْ بَيْنَنَا وَبَيْنَكَ مَوْعَدَ Make an appointment. He wants to say, I am very confident. I'm not asking you for any you know, time framework. You set up the timing. You make the appointment. You know, he wants to say, you know, I am a very nice person, I am a very, you know, humble person, I want you to have the best, you know, uh, ways to plan in the way that you like, so that you cannot say, you know, I didn't have enough time, or, you know, the timing was not all, all right. No, he says, you make the appointment, فَجْعَلْ بَيْنَنَا وَبَيْنَكَ مَوْعِدًا Make an appointment between us and yourself. Again, you know, he wants to say, I represent people. I represent this country. Bainana. Who are you alone? Bainaka. As I said, he wants to ignore Harun. Bainaka. He wants to ignore Bani Israel. Just said you. He cannot ignore Musa. Because Musa is a very important person. And Musa is someone that ha somehow is related to Pharaoh. He was brought up by Pharaoh. فَجْعَلْ بَيْنَنَا وَبَيْنَكَ مَوْعِدًا لَا نُخْلَفُهُ We must not disregard this appointment. We must keep this appointment. When you make an appointment, it's like making a promise. You have to keep it. So, he wants to say to Musa salam that no one should break this appointment. You know, in a sense, he is uh, telling Musa that you know I am a person who always is keeping his promises, but I am worried that you may make this appointment and then don't keep it. You may break it. You know, he's giving a kind of that's uh, akhlaq, as we say, you know, a kind of lessons on akhlaq to Musa that you should keep your appointment. You should, you know, keep your promise. So, you make the appointment, you fix the appointment. Second, we should keep it. Nahnu wala anta. None of us should break this. Okay, where should we meet? Makanan sowa. We should meet in a place that would be somehow equal, like a central place. So, he wants to say, I am in a very fair. I don't want you to come to a place which is my favorite, so that you feel, you know, that you are not treated with fairness. A place that, for example, would be in my court, with my palace, so that you feel, you know, you are uh, put in a difficult situation. In a public place, in a central place, that everyone can come and see. You know, how psychologically he is trying to say that he is confident first. He is a nice person. He gives, you know, full respect to his opposition. He indeed gives them right 
to set up the appointment and the space as the, the venue to meet. And he is always keeping his promise. He is worried that Musa may not keep his promise. You know how he is putting himself as a kind of virtuous and you know very nice you know estate man. Okay. قال موعدكم يوم الزينة أن يحشر الناس ضحان. Prophet Musa السلام said, "Okay, your appointment would be the day of festival." You know, they had some occasions for celebration. Prophet Musa السلام thought that it's better that this happens in a day that first of all people are happy so psychologically you know it's good you know when people are happy you give them a message also this is a day that everyone would come it's a holiday they are not going to work they want to be together and it should be in morning so early forenoon so after people perhaps have had their breakfast you know they have started the day they put on their nice dress so now they come to a public place for festival for you know, celebration that's the best time so regarding the time, the time would be the day of the festival and regarding the space, he chose a space that would be you know, good for every person to come and where normally they used to gather. So not only he fixed the day, the date, he also said the time should be uh, early before noon early before noon means in the morning Pharaoh turned his back turned away and started preparing himself he brought up all his plans and tricks he settled his plans because he wanted to be fully prepared so he started planning and making all the plans and you know tricks then he came so there was a gap some time between the day that they fixed the appointment and the day of the festival. In all those days, Pharaoh was thinking and planning. He wanted to make this a very clear success, victory for himself and defeat for Musa in front of people so that everything would nicely and peacefully finish. And this is where, you know, Pharaoh is 
showing lack of understanding. How can you defeat a prophet? How can you defeat a messenger of Allah, of, a messenger of Allah and say that the miracles that he has brought are magic? Now he put himself out of his pride and arrogance in a very difficult situation. In front of public now, he would be challenged. قَالَ لَهُمْ مُوسَى وَيْلَكُمْ لَا تَفْتَرُوا عَلَى اللَّهِ كَذِبًا فَيُسْحِتَكُمْ بِعْضَابٍ وَقَدْ خَابَ مَنْ افْتَرَى Musa a.s. told them Woe to you Do not forge a lie against God Do not ascribe, do not attribute any lie to God Do not say something about God which is not true you know, it's very bad you know, to attribute a lie to even a child, let alone to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then Allah will destroy you by a punishment. And as a rule, as a general rule, everyone who forges a lie would fail to attend his desires. To attain his desires. You cannot succeed by being dishonest, especially being dishonest with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. فَتَنَازَعُوا أَمْرَهُمْ بَيْنَهُمْ They disputed with one another. And they asarru, they kept it secret. What did they keep secret? And najwa, their whispering, their discourse. It means that among themselves, perhaps this refers to the party of their own. They themselves had worries, they had differences in their opinions, what should we do, is this a right thing to do, that we are bringing all the people, we are bringing magicians. So they had secret discussions with each other. Okay, now the day has come. Perhaps even what Musa said, Wailakum la taftaru ala Allahi kadiban was on the same day. But for sure from here it's exactly what was said on the day. Qalu maybe Fir'aun didn't say himself, maybe there was a presenter, you know, someone who was speaking to the public. But he must have been speaking on behalf of their own Adwin. Qalu Truly these two are two magicians. So 
look how they are brainwashing people they didn't say that okay Musa and Harun came to Pharaoh they brought some miracles and they wanted Pharaoh to you know release Bani Israel and so on and so forth no they wanted to present the case in the way that suits them you know, right in the presentation of the case they want to defeat Musa they said these two people are two magicians you know it's interesting that although some people you know do magic and some people go to magicians but they don't have respect you know it's very interesting there are the things that even people who do them they know that they are not doing you know nice job they try to do it secretly they are you know worried and embarrassed to say that we are doing this so to be a magician is not you know something that gives you any credit indeed it would you know put you into difficulties so they said these two are two magicians Musa and Harun are two magicians okay but these are not the magicians who just need some money these are not the magicians who just want to draw the attention of people towards themselves these are two very dangerous magicians why because now they are using magic in politics and this politics is not against one person or you know few people they are doing the policy this uh, magic in politics against all the nation yuridane an yukhraja kum min ardikum bisihrihima these are two you know uh, magicians who are very ambitious they want to send you out of your land with their magic and not only they want to take your land they want to send means to finish to remove your best lifestyle your best way of doing things tariqa means method manners style mutla means very nice very good balanced so one problem taking your land second damaging your culture your tradition they want to bring their own culture your culture is a culture of values and virtues what can replace values and virtues other than mischief so they are mischief makers so you know they are saying to people your culture is the best culture and Muslim is the best forgetting that there is a slavery forgetting that there is injustice forgetting that you know Pharaoh is enslaving people killing people claiming to be the Lord no they said we are such a nice people 
we have such a nice you know values and practices and it is Musa who is a man of na'udhu mischief and corruption fajma'u kaydakum thumma'tu safwa settle your plan and come standing in ranks so we want to start this you know competition very soon وَقَدْ أَفْلَحَ الْيَوْمَ and he will prosper in this day who overcomes who put himself in a higher position so it means that if today you know this was a kind of encouragement for the magicians if you want to succeed if you want to be the first if you want to have the upper hand then you would succeed you know they wanted to motivate them that you can succeed but you have to be very confident and you want to be ambitious you have to be ambitious when magicians heard this they felt very perhaps confident very proud and they were determined to defeat Musa and get what they want from Pharaoh because you know this story is mentioned in several places and as we know from other places in the Quran they had asked Pharaoh also for some reward in two places you know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran that they said you know to Pharaoh um, is there any reward for us if we are the winners the same thing but with a little difference in wording is mentioned twice in the Quran is there any reward for us if we are the winners because they were very clever they did this not qurbatan illallah they did this for the sake of you know some reward from Pharaoh, some money some position but they knew that they should fix it before they start when Pharaoh is in need of their help would accept easily to give them but if they don't fix it and leave it when Pharaoh has won the case then Pharaoh is relaxed and may forget them may not give anything but Pharaoh said, Naam, wa innakum lamin Not only I'm going to give you reward, you would be one of the people who would be very near to me. Uh, some of the brothers and sisters who attended the lectures on the concept of muqarrabin, I have explained there that how we can understand the meaning of muqarrab from this conversation. In any case, here we go right to the day of competition they said to Musa السلام, these magicians oh Moses إما أن تلقي 
They said, okay, we are here, we are ready, we want to give you a chance to decide. Do you want to be the first to throw your magic or do you want us to be the first? And they want to say we are very fair, we are very confident, we give you the chance to decide. قَالَ بَلْعَلْقُ Prophet Musa said rather you throw down first. So Prophet Musa wanted them to start first so that they cannot you know, say that because you were the first we lost. If we had started we were winning. Okay. Do whatever you want. So what they did was they had prepared some sticks and some ropes. I think they had prepared these magics because Pharaoh had told them about the miracles of Musa. Musa السلام, as you remember uh, was asked by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to throw his stick and then it became a, a snake, sorry, a snake, which was moving. That a snake was moving. I think Pharaoh had told them to prepare them. So what they did, they tried to bring a magic which would be similar in its type to what Musa did. Of course, Musa didn't do magic, but they wanted to bring a magic like what Musa had, did, had done. So, they brought some ropes, but these were, you know, the ropes that were prepared. They made them in the way that when sun was shining on those ropes, you know, they used, you know, some chemicals that with the temperature would be expanded so when they put they throw these ropes then they thought it's moving and also some staffs like stick because of magic they thought that it's moving فَإِذَا حِبَالُهُمْ وَعِسِيُّهُمْ يُخَيَّلُ إِلَيْهِ مِنْ سِحْرِهِمْ أَنَّهَا تَسْعَى It was appearing to them that it's moving. Allah Matabatabai Rahimahullah in the first volume of Al-Mizan when he talks about the story of Harut and Marut he mentions different types of magic. Sometimes the magician doesn't do anything, but they do things very fast and quickly so that you think they have done something. Sometimes they make you see something, but it's an illusion. But sometimes they actually do something. There are many different types of magic. Here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that those ropes and staffs 
they didn't really walk and move because of their magic it appeared to people as if they were walking when Prophet Musa saw this he was worried because he saw that they did it very professionally and everyone there might think that yes they are really moving they have been given life Musa felt a fear within himself within his heart we told him do not fear you have the upper hand this is not important they did it very nicely very professionally but it cannot stand next to what you are going to do throw down what is in your right hand you remember you know we had before that Allah said you know what is in your, your right hand we had this before he had in his right hand his stick or his staff and Allah said you know throw it down so here Allah again says to Musa salam, وَأَلْقِفْ مَا فِي Throw down what is in your right hand. تَلْقَفْ مَا Not only it will move, it also will swallow what they have done. So the ropes and the staffs that they made will be swallowed by your stick which will be made a snake. What they have done is only a trick of magician. And the magician does not prosper, does not succeed wherever he may show up there is no end, there is no success in magic maybe temporarily they can you know do something but in the long term they don't have prosperity, they don't have success okay so Apparently, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, after you know, telling Musa to do this, he saw that Musa is doing this. But he doesn't mention this in between. Allah says, we told him to do this. Then Allah says, the magicians went to sajda. So it means that after we told him, Musa salam did it. And the Quran doesn't you know mention everything so that we keep thinking when it is clear he doesn't mention some of the words 
It's clear that Allah said to Musa to do this and he did that. So what happened was فَأُلْغِيَ السَّحَرَةُ سُجَّدَةً The magicians all fell down prostrating which is maximum humbleness. I want to talk about this verse and the change and transformation of magicians in more details because I think it's very important one of the exceptional cases of conversion transformation from being a magician working for Pharaoh to people who were so close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala all of a sudden that they said to Pharaoh we don't have any worry about what you are going to do to us you know in Farsi we say that some people are so fast in their journey that in one night they travel like 100 years say yek means a distance that normally takes 100 years they made it in one night this is possible this is the story of these magicians in maybe few minutes maybe it was less than even an hour they were transformed because it's very important inshallah we leave it for next week so next week inshallah we will start from verse 70 inshallah وَآخِرُ دَعْوَانًا الْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ So now if you have any question inshallah we'll try to address as much as time gets us Okay, the first question. Okay, the, the first question, Assalamu Alaikum. Uh, this is a fairly question. I got my baby in first day of Ramadan and I didn't fast. Right now I want to pay back, but I want to know how much will be kafara for a single day and will be once a year or just one time in my life yeah uh, if you were not able to fast because you had a baby so you just fast after the months of Ramadan before the next Ramadan and you do it once and there is no compensation there is no kafara you are doing this after Ramadan inshallah And of course, it is only one day for uh, that fasting that you missed. You don't need to do it every year. Any question? Okay. There is no other question. So, with your permission, I stop here because now I have to say my Salatul Fast. And inshallah, I will pray for you. And I hope that you will pray for me. Uh, inshallah, tomorrow night I am going to Greece uh, for a function about the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam, and it would be an interfaith function. So please pray that inshallah everything will go well, and I hope to inshallah see you again next week. Wa akhiru da'wana and alhamdulillah rabbil alamin.